There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I am Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and today we'll be discussing episode 12, the season finale of season one of The Ark. Oh my gosh. And a lot of drama. Yes, it did. Tension. And I was a little surprised. So I am glad we are getting another season. Yes. Although it didn't end on the biggest cliffhanger that I thought it would have. Like, you know, some other things have really screwed with us, but. Oh, yeah. This one did not, surprisingly. It came close. Yeah, true, true. So just before we jump in overall, how did you feel about this this finale? I enjoyed it. I thought it worked well. And seeing that they found the cure, I figured that that would be the bargaining chip to get Maddox to agree to the trade. And even though Kelly tried to screw it up. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I I don't know with her. It's like, really? You don't notice this person sneak on or... You only have one shuttle left, and she just wouldn't hit in it knowing something was going to happen. I mean, right. but, uh, whatever. But I did enjoy it, too, and I'm glad we're going to get more so we can kind of see how everything fleshes out. And are we going to end up seeing more ARC-1 people, ARC-15 people, ARC-whatever, because we don't know where the rest of them are? Right. I kind of have a feeling that everybody on ARC-1 will get moved to ARC-15, and they'll make their way to... What was the other possible planet that they were going to? Something 122. Yeah, they're going to have to pull the whole DNA vault then, too. Yep. So that'll be interesting. I kept thinking, okay, wait, is there another hidden compartment on this this ship that we're Right. You know? Oh, there definitely could be. So we'll get to all that, obviously. But, yeah, I, I did enjoy it. So I was just wondering how you felt. And we had some ratings news. Yes, we did. This episode brought in a 0.08 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.463 million viewers, making it the 56th rated cable show for the day. That's not bad. That's pretty good. All right. So let's talk about episode 12, Everybody Wins. Now, I'm going to say before I jump into that, that title had me worried. Yes. (laughs) The two arcs have decided to work together or go down together, which can trust which and i want to add who can trust trust yes <laughs> yeah, you can take that any way you want <laughs> that's right we open with alicia eagerly embracing angus after he lieutenant lieutenant garnett and william trust returned from mark 15 she was a little um eager with that hug yes and at least fake it and give garnett like a huge hug or something now like oh hey um yeah let me just step back over here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Evelyn guards 
Meanwhile, Evelyn's guards lead Lane back to the brig. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That is like a tongue twister, though. Yes. <laughs> and unfortunately for them, he definitely incapacitates them and steals a comms watch. Was that the same guy who got shocked twice last Probably. <laughs> I feel bad for that. I want to know what he is in the credits. Is he a guy that gets shocked a lot? You know, it's yeah. basically what it is at this point. But really, he's like, hey, I, I can't escape your brig. Why don't you shake these off? Okay, how about we take them off inside the brig? It's like, really? You guys aren't thinking very well, but. No. Next Storm thing we know. Material. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing we know, an alarm blares, noting a disturbance on board as Lane flees. That's because he didn't incapacitate them quite well enough. And one of them set off that little thing on his comms. Yep. Well, that was sort of easy. Evelyn's guards are like stormtroopers of the Ark universe, easily defeated and made <laughs> fools of at the same time. Yes. Next, Lieutenant Bryce wakes up and spots Eva next to him. Dr. Kabir and Alicia inform him that the cure didn't work. Kabir can't figure out why since they followed the science to the letter. And Bryce once again warns Eva not to have any hope. You know, listen, Debbie Downer, I know it's a lot, but... Kabir's going to figure this out. Come on. She's yeah. done so much. And you got Alicia there. Come on. He's been led down this road before regarding his clampions and potential cures, and nothing's worked thus far. He is basically going to give up hope. He's not quite Eeyore level yet. Right, the, yeah. He's be more like dead man walking. Yeah. <laughs> Eeyore's my favorite anyway. But anyway, on arc 15... Lane continues to evade Evelyn's forces, and he contacts Garnett and Felix. How, apparently, like, do they have some kind of thing in their ear for them to hear so that everybody around them is not hearing everything? I would think so, yep. Yeah, because they feel like if, when they're talking back to him, how is nobody noticing that? Right. <laughs> like, who the hell are you talking to? But... Garnett and Felix are attempting to prepare a rescue again. However, he believes... They should engage FTL and hightail it out of there. Garnett counters that Evelyn will chase them down. But what if they can't? What if Lane destroys Evelyn's FTL device, rendering her ship incapable of accessing FTL? Well, that's interesting. And it's worth a shot. Back in the med bay, Kabir and Alicia notice the spider venom is now a fine powder instead of a liquid. Well, that's odd. Yes, it is. But Alicia realizes... That exposure to helium triggers the transformation to liquid to powder, which apparently there's a trace amount in their atmosphere from the O2 scrubbers. Yep. Or CO2 scrubbers. Excuse me. I'm not sure how she put that. Yep. So how do they ensure Bryce receives the cure without exposure to helium? They let the spiders bite Bryce's hand while injecting the cure's other components. Bryce, our BSB, big Scottish <laughs> baby, is terrified of spiders, and Eva laughs at him. Nonetheless, Bryce is already on the brink of death, not as close as Maddox, so why not cross something off the bucket list? Kabir injects Bryce's arms with the other cure components. He sticks his hand in the glass of spiders, and Alicia aggravates them, causing them to bite his hand. Oh my gosh, that was funny. Oh, look, they like you. The one looks like it's taking a nap. It's like, no, yes. no. <laughs> I was creeped out, too. I'm like, ugh. Yep. After Bryce removes his hand, Kabir and Alicia monitor his vitals. Later, Lane makes it to the engine room and wreaks havoc on Evelyn's FTL device. 
However, Evelyn and her guards catch Lane ran red-handed. Just a little too late there. Yeah, I guess they figured he'd go there, but um, why did you only have one guy like in the whole place? That yeah, she contacts Garnett with his comms watch, revealing she has him in her possession again. Next, our scientific duo delivers the news. It worked. Bryce's clampkins free. Granted, he took some hits to the liver and a few other vital organs, but those can heal. The important thing is there is no clampkins in his system anywhere. That is awesome, and if only it was that easy for some things. Yes. Bryce, overcome with emotion, celebrates this victory. Then Garnett learns the good news about Bryce. She calls for a council meeting, which Bryce attends so they can determine their next moves. Oh, my gosh. When Ava went to the bridge, though. Yes. Like, girl, you look terrible. <laughs> and that's no wonder Garnett was like, oh, my gosh, what happened? Right. Like thinking he's dead. Don't, no, don't do that crap. <laughs> no. Garnett tells the team they now have two things Evelyn wants. The Clampkins cure and the programming for Williams planetary rotation devices. The plan is to trade those for Lane. Oh, and Garnett's willing to share Proxima B with Arc 15. She relays all this to Evelyn, who's not having it. But guess what? Evelyn will die without the cure. After some prodding, Evelyn reluctantly agrees to Garnett's terms. You know, she may be an evil scientist, but at least she's not stupid. <laughs> well, I don't know, because there were times in this episode I'm like, oh, look at this yep. woman. Yep. So Garnett informs William, who is back in Arc 1's makeshift brig, about her deal with Evelyn. He's irritated that he wasn't consulted first. However, he's Garnett's prisoner. Excuse me, Mr. High and Mighty, why weren't you consulted? Yeah. Who do you think you are at this point? Oh, well, he definitely gets his back, gets back at her. Oh, yeah. Well, I swear she's going to just like shoot him at the airlock soon. Yep. Maybe if you didn't stage a mutiny, jackass, you wouldn't yep. be here in the first place. And he's like, it's so embarrassing to have to be escorted to the bathroom. Well, maybe you should have thought about that when you made this. I don't know. Yep. And then William asked about um, eradicating Cat's house arrest. You know, she was merely following my orders. I talked her into it. Again, you're a jerk. Why would anybody listen to anything you're saying? But she said she'd think about it. Meanwhile, Lane notices Evelyn taking her guards into the shuttle with her. And Lane reminds her that Garnett will keep her word. There's no need to bring muscle. And Evelyn's like, yeah, I don't have a plan to share Proxima B. So we're going to take everything by force. Mm, you can. Doesn't mean that she'll tell you how the cure works then. Nope. Once Evelyn, Lane, and the others arrive on Arc 1, Lane tells Garnett that she really should have sped away. And I thought that was his way of saying the guards are in there. Right. Garnett and Bryce hug it out. Oh, the three amigos together again. Kind of, sort of. And next thing we know, Felix tells us, oh, there was a stowaway. There was only one, apparently. So that was good. But it was Kelly. And That's bad. her presence was not part of the plan. And I honestly was starting to think that Evelyn maybe, you know, set this up. Oh, absolutely. When she said she wasn't going to share Prox B, you knew that she wasn't being honest about anything. Right. So I was like, hmm, I don't know. Is Kelly there to try to help her mom? Of course. But Got to make up for uh, the 
jailbreak that she caused. Right. But Evelyn says, I didn't intend to bring her. And in fact, she smacked her. It's like, holy crap. But Kelly claims she wanted to be by her mom's side just in case the cure didn't work. It's like, oh, what did you want to be like? Ha ha, sucker. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in charge now. Garnett ensures Kelly is a restrained, but you keep putting your hands in front of them. Right. So I don't know. I don't think it's going to work. Nope. All while the head to med bay. I, maybe you should have like cuffed her to something then too. Yes. Later, after some convincing, Evelyn puts her hand in the glass case of spiders. I love it. She's like, really? I need them to bite me? Yep, you sure and do. Alicia, who is just the sweetest soul. Yes. You just need to make them. Oh, you didn't have to make them mad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it how Bryce is like, oh, she just put it right in there. Not a, not a question. Okay. All right. Yep. This is weird. Yeah. You big Scottish baby. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly claims she's about to lose her lunch, so Yelena accompanies her to the bathroom. Again, maybe you should have had more than one person. Yep. Unfortunately, Kelly tricked Yelena and knocks her unconscious and makes a beeline for the bio shelter. And her boyfriend, Angus, girl, he's just not into you, okay? No, he's not. (laughs) Meanwhile, Kabir informs Evelyn that she, like Bryce, is cured of clampkins. Felix puts a damper on the party by revealing Kelly has escaped. And Evelyn already knows where she's headed. I love that because she's like, where's the farm boy? Yes. <laughs> How everybody else didn't think of that. I don't know. Yeah. Next, we see Angus reuniting with his plants in the bio shelter. Kelly sneaks up behind him and shocks him. Then she straddles him, shaking, snaking her hands around his throat. Alicia thwacks Kelly over the head with the shovel as she's choking him. Alicia comforts Angus while the pair notice a rather large pool of blood around Kelly's head. Yikes. Yeah. Evelyn storms into the bio shelter demanding to know what happened. Angus takes the fall for Alicia and claims he did it. Evelyn goes easy on him after all he did save her life. I kind of feel like she knew that her her daughter was batshit crazy anyway. Yes. And somebody would have had to defend themselves. So maybe that's part of it too. I think so. Meanwhile, Kat visits William. Despite her release from house arrest, everyone stares at her as if they hate her. She could use a friend right about now. As they embrace, William tries to kiss her. Kat pushes her. Yeah, that was rough. How swarmy can you be, trust? It's like, read the room, dude. No, no. Kat pushes him away, reminding him that his wife just died. He agrees to be her friend, though. Oh, my God. Can I just say he's like, oh, yeah, right, right. It's like, what? Like, you literally asked about the funeral, like, what, 30 seconds ago? And then you're like, hey, let's make out. Yeah, sure. Kat's made plenty of mistakes. Kabir informs Evelyn that she doesn't have the tools to perform brain surgery. Thankfully, Evelyn's doctors have the resources. She'll transport Kelly back to ARC-15. While en route to her shuttle, she chats with Garnett who apologizes profusely. Evelyn agrees to uphold the deal, but they'll never be friends. Angus finds Alicia stumped regarding a Proxima B problem. The water on Prox B's dark side isn't frozen despite the freezing temperatures. Angus notes it might have to do with the salinity of the water. Pair get to talking about murderous partners and their first kisses. They both had similar journeys this season, parallel you might say. Alicia, who carries a torch for Angus, claims they'll have to make their second kisses better. 
that was kind of cute because yes like, they're looking at each other it's like okay neither one's moving in yes <laughs> and then it's like oh uh uh, uh never mind <laughs> yeah when you think they might smooch angus backs out instead he asks her to teach him more about prox b okay As stop yes why why okay i get the whole relationship thing but okay prox b she has questions why has neither ship i don't know gone around the planet right like you're able to go around it you don't have to just stay in one spot so it seems like that would have been a better idea first especially if you had all these questions but right getting back to that angus come on yeah has alicia <laughs> been friend zoned speaking of love or whatever bryce and eva go on their first official date in the bio shelter Eva worries about the future, while Bryce, now disease-free, would rather enjoy the moment. Give him something, Eva. Well, I thought it was cute, but then I'm thinking, you brought dresses on on the ship? Where's that store at? You have, like, right. to put stuff. <laughs> but anyway, that was where my mind went. But after after Bryce's date, he reunites with Garnett and Lane. Garnett reinstates Lane as lieutenant and invites him back to the bridge. Lane has one condition. Bryce must agree to call Garnett Captain because that's who she is to him. Our trio returned to the bridge to listen to William's presentation regarding his planetary rotation devices. And I don't know about you, but he was just so smug again. I'm like, uh Yes, what the hell happy? is he up to? Yeah. Once they're they're all up to date that essentially it's magnets situated around the planet, and once activated, the planet will start spinning. And the inertia will keep it going. Then the, they all decide to, all right, let's make sure we pull back a little bit. Right. But next thing we know, we see Arc 15 getting pulled into Prox B's gravity. And William's just standing there grinning. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. We learn William only activated one of the magnetic devices on the planet and trained it on Arc 15. The gravity will pull the ship onto the planet's surface and crush it. Naturally, Evelyn begins believes this is Garnett's doing and she insists she's not behind the act but I mean when you're in that situation who are you going to believe right the only way to save arc 15 is to take arc 1 closer to prox B's orbit they turn off all comms and make their descent well they have to hurry up and do this before it basically knocks everything out and right. this is the tense moment that was happening the magnetic device on prox B appears to shut down following arc 15 allowing arc 15 to escape from the planet's pull and arc one to make it out of range this time and afterwards and when they're a safe distance everyone celebrates and even lane and garnett share an awkward hug real and, awkward yeah i'm like uh-oh well don't know don't no do yeah <laughs> no once both shifts are safe alicia activates the planetary rotation rotation device herself after of course Garnett talked to Arc 15. Right. Like, listen, listen, no, no, no. The problem here is trust. And yeah. again, as in William, not ours. Yeah. Everyone's marveling as the planet begins to rotate. Unfortunately, there's also fire. Remember Alicia's concerns over the water not freezing on the other side of the planet? Well, here we go. The planet bursts into flames. This is bad. Really yes, bad. this is not good. <laughs> Arc 1 speeds away as quickly as possible, and we know Arc 15's like, zoink, let me get out of here. Yeah. 
Ava retreats to the engine room to help ensure that they manage to get away. But wait, there's more. Suddenly, debris from the exploded planet hits Arc 1 in the bridge area, separating the bridge crew from the rest of the ship, or at least the communication-wise. Of course it happened, because there's no other way to get there. There's no, like, spacesuits. I feel like with as much crap that's been happening, you would have these things everywhere. Right. Prepared for anything. Right. Because that's what you've been hit with this season. But anything and everything. Happened. We have Lane calling for Kabir with no response. Bryce tries Ava, no response. Alicia reads a, reaches out to Angus, no response. Evelyn reaches out to Garnett after Garnett had reached out to the entire crew with no response. And she reveals Arc 15 escaped Proxima B's explosion unscathed. However, Arc 1 looks pretty bad. Yes. Oh, thanks. Are you going to rub it in or what's happening here? That yeah. was another tense moment. Yes. You you definitely felt like Maddox was just going to leave them to their own. Oh, yeah. However, Evelyn sends a shuttle with supplies and medical assistance. It's like, oh, okay. That's good, right? Like, Maybe. one of those things, like, hmm. It seems that she's her their only hope now. Is she trustworthy? Only time's going to tell. But she did say you saved us. So maybe she's really like, okay, we'll do this together. And had you not been here, we really would have all died. So, yeah. you know, maybe that's something. Yes. That's our only hope <laughs> going into season two. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yep. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season. Our deadline for feedback is 6 p.m. Eastern every Friday during the season. You can send your feedback via email or audio to contact us at fangirlzone.com. Please review and rate us on iTunes and any other platform you use for your podcast. With good ratings and reviews, it helps other fans of the show find us, as there are a couple other ARC podcasts out there. Tell your friends, and we do hope you're enjoying our podcast, and don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcast. You can head over to www.fangirlzone.com, check out our podcast page for all the great podcasts and also go to our contacts page with all the ways to get a hold of us and any information we get before this comes back, we'll make sure that we share it because pretty exciting. And since I am going to San Diego comic-con and I mentioned it, you know, sci-fi usually is a pretty big presence there. Yes, they do. So ooh, hopefully, hopefully we'll get some awesome information. Yeah. Maybe an interview or two. Who knows? Fingers crossed. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk. I'm Steve. Tell me I'm still passed out and this is a coma dream. And I'm Sean Fangirl-Ass. And until next time. <laughs>